Hello everyone and welcome to the Terrace House Tokyo podcast. My name's Stu, I'm an English guy that lives in Tokyo. And I'm Misumi, I'm a British Japanese girl living in Hong Kong. There you go, good job. <laughs> Sorry, um, we, Stu always has a little bit of trouble getting me to do the intro properly. You did a great job. I get shy at the very beginning. It takes me a little bit of time to warm up, you know. Mm, mm, mm. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's not been that long since I last spoke to you. Yeah, sorry guys. Apologies again. We're sort of backing up a few editions, uh, but episode 22 went out very recently. This one should be edited fairly quickly, uh, again by Masumi's expert hand. But after that, hopefully we'll be back to normal, normal running time. Hopefully life should be slightly less crazy for me, but a bit more crazy for Masumi. So sharing the load. I'm going to Australia. Um, on Saturday and I'll probably edit this podcast in the air not going to touch into the entertainment system until this has been edited that's dedication for you yeah, you guys have got our full attention now so yeah apologies how are you doing I'm all right yeah work's been a bit nuts and now I'm feeling a little bit ropey so looking forward to the weekend but yeah I'm I, I've, I've watched just watched the the episode for the second time and it's as good two times around it's a good one it is, could be the best one, right? Yeah, maybe this is the best one. It's really good. Hannah was clearly the focus, and I was just not expecting that level of change where Hannah is changing as a person, but also Emiko, that relationship kind of changing. Very interesting. Yeah, every so often we get an episode which is solely dedicated to one character. This is one of those ones where everything almost every scene within the show relates to how that character even if they're not featured within the scene it will be a scene between say Haruko and Emiko talking about the situation that Hannah has created and this this episode is really I mean it's kind of I want to sort of this isn't really applied but to use a sort of ugly duckling metaphor Hannah was already a beautiful woman but her sort of transformation from this sort of uh, wrestler having won it was sort of like the perfect character arc arc for her to sort of like you know, hang up her cape, take off her extensions and then become the sort of cutesy girl that she was concerned that she wasn't about. And then she gets the date with a guy. It's almost sort of too perfect to align all these things. But at the same time, it was just a really nice way to watch it and sort of just the flow of her winning the title, you know, the sort of the whole extension scene and then going on the date with Rio. It was just really pleasantly done. I would say a slight caveat to that and we'll get into it in a second is the sort of the, the final scenes almost left a slightly sour taste mm, towards the end. I a feeling about that. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, kicking off, Hannah wins the title. We got to see a bit more of her wrestling. And, uh, yeah, it seems like a pretty big deal. She's won the championship, got a cape, got a crown. Has that swung it for you and the wrestling? No. The only thing I was thinking when we I was watching that was, wow, Sean really got it spot on because he told us in the previous episodes that... Um, you know, she's really, really sweet. She's a really sweet girl, but her wrestling style is very aggressive and hit the nail on the head. The host pretty much said exactly what Sean had said. So he was a very good reference point to have on the show, wasn't he? Yeah, she's vicious in the ring. Yeah. So after that, and she'd made a deal with Rio that she was going to get a day to herself or day with him, then we sort of had a nice scene. We had this sort of weird primal grooming scene where she was getting her hair taken out by Emika and then Rio got involved. She didn't sort of crumble. She managed to play along and get him involved and not sort of start screaming. It's almost like the start of her road from 
you know, being this very embarrassed, shy girl to being someone who, you know, will end up getting the date with the guy that she's interested in. During the date, she just stopped being nervous. Mm. I think it was when she's put that leopard, the leopard print one piece. She looked so hot in that. That was like fire. Something happened when she was on the hot tub. She just became a woman. Mm. The fact that she said, oh, I want you a uh, day to myself. Uh, with you if I win this title she knows she's going to win right yeah she's aware of that exactly so there's moments of her where she seems really shy and there's other sides of her like her interaction with Emiko where she seems so overly confident in a way where I'm I do feel what you're saying is are we really seeing the real Hannah or maybe she's just they've got two sides to her and they're quite distinct. Yeah, this is a very different character from the one that we saw entering the house. But, you know, when you're moving into a new place where five people have already got sort of semi-established relationships, you probably would be a bit nervous. Yeah, this is more sort of like perhaps the person with confidence that you'd expect to go into into the wrestling ring and perform in front of hundreds or however many people versus sort of the person that was hiding behind a cushion. Which one do you prefer? Um, well, we'll get into it. I think it was very pleasant. I really like the interactions with her and Rio. I think they sort of seemed to get on very well and their sort of like joking around relationship building was really, really pleasant to watch. The overconfidence that we saw at the end, I think that was sort of the, you know, a slight sort of sour note to finish on. But, but the, the, the building arc of her gradually sort of becoming more confident and being successful with that was really, really nice to watch. What should we talk about first then? Do we talk about the sofa and that interaction there? I mean, what, what, yeah, what will we, talk, where do we start? Do we, do we talk about the onsen, the date? Let's talk, so, so let's dive into just the, the hair extension scene because that was an interesting one in terms of that was where we first sort of got a bit more interaction with them and it felt like Rio was a bit more, being a bit more playful with her and they seemed a bit more comfortable together. But that was an interesting scene. Something definitely changed mm. but between him and her talking about like oh will you have a day with me if I win this match and then him coming back from watching the match yeah and then just sort of having a nice chance to poke a little bit of fun at Emiko hopefully not too much uh, about her relationship with Ruka which she seems quite keen to distance herself from but it seemed like they're sort of on the same page and been able to have a sort of a joke kind of at Emiko's expense yeah and when he was like oh don't pry too much you know um, I, I feel like even with that scene, it, it was clear that, oh, I'm going to be darting and diving, sorry. But how Emiko had been saying to Haruka that she didn't quite appreciate the fact that she'd brought up the Ruka and Emiko spending time together in front of Ryo, right? But actually, when I re-watched that scene, Emiko was the one that even mentioned that, right? Saying something like, oh, Ruka woke me up the other day by whistling or blowing... Mm. or blowing air in my face or something. And then Rio was like, oh, what, do you guys sleep together? Yeah. He was the driver, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if she just sort of felt like the way she got the, that conversation, she wasn't in control of how she was being portrayed. But the interesting thing is we've barely seen any of that pictured on camera. So it's clear that they're managing that time so that it happens outside of the times when the cameras are in the house. So um, that those four or so hours whenever the, the film crew are in, in, in involved. Who else did that? Our mate Hayato. Exactly. Smart man. They know how to play the game. So we'll see, but she seems quite clean to distance herself from that. And we didn't really see much of Ruka at all in the episode. So 
yeah, we'll have to see how that develops. But what I thought is, I, I phoned you up when I was watching Walking It Back last night, actually, because I was watching it in Japanese and I wasn't sure if the the point where Hannah goes, uh, she's like, Osake nomu, or she's like, we should drink some booze, because if you're feeling down. I wasn't sure if that was a callback to the episode where Emiko seductively comes down the stairs and talks to Shohei and sort of like, you know, biru nomu. Or Nomimosho, or whatever she says to him. She just says something. I do see your point, because it was just, it was a weird thing to, to drop in there, you know, a girl's crying and saying, do you want a drink? I've, I've, looking, I've watched it again since, and I think that was just my mind connecting two things, just because I wasn't fully understanding it, but I wasn't sure for a second it was like a, a subtle dig. Interesting if it was layered. I do think Japan, a lot of Japanese people do love saying, hey, do you fancy a beer? They definitely do. They definitely do. Okay, so... After all of that, Hannah got a date, and after suggesting going shoe shopping, Rio managed to steer it to something slightly more interesting. I think, you know, I think he just wanted to go on a date, because an onsen, come on, that's such a datey date, isn't it? It is. So It's quite a big one. For those of you who aren't aware, onsens are basically hot springs, natural baths, and they're massive in Japan. Like, wherever you go, anywhere in the country, there'll be these places where you can go and have a nice little relax in a bath. And they're usually separated, like, by gender. So sometimes they share them, but that usually means you're wearing bathing suits. But if you go to most of the ones, they're separated and you bathe naked. So you you usually separate if you if you go with a, a a partner of the opposite sex, or you can get your own private tubs if you want, but um, that's a little rarer. But the place they went to is kind of like more a bit more of a theme parky sort of thing that's a bit more commercialised. But yeah, you're right; it is kind of quite a date thing to do, right? It is, yeah. I mean, I've never been to that one. I would love to go. There's apparently the one where it's like the onsen is wine and sake. But yeah, um... <laughs> totally up your street. No, I'm not drinking today. The only thing I'm drinking is. Omizu. Oh, you're actually drinking yeah. today. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be um, more present. Well, that's good. No, I'm just, I'm just on a diet, okay? I'm just on a diet. Anyway, I digress. You look great. Oh, you're such a babe. Can we go to the onsen together as well? When I'm over in... Okay, I'm meant to be going to Hakone, actually. Um, but at some... I mean, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go there one day, right? For sure. Yay. But it was interesting, actually, so I like, yeah, because normally you get separated, but they were obviously in the sort of more of the theme parky thing. The first time I came to Japan, I went, I was, came here with a girlfriend and she was Japanese. So she went off to the women's section. I went off to the guy's section and obviously she'd sort of explained what to do, but I was still a bit like, all right, so I get naked, go hang out with a load of Japanese guys, sort of kind of felt I knew what I was doing. So went into the changing room, chucked all my stuff in the locker thought I saw what was the where the guys that were getting changed went and so followed them into this lift uh, but I was in the in the lift on my own and the only place you could go to was like because um, I knew some of the floors by the way this is an onsen in a building knew from some of the floors were um, I think the even floors were female and the odd floors were male but anyway so the only, only buttons I could click on were one runs right at the top say on the 10th floor and so I clicked on them and so I'm just in the lift completely naked and um you get up at the top and it was quite dark so the door so i walk out and then i was like okay it's weird it's quite dark in here so i finally managed to like see where some light was and as i strolled out i realized that it was sort of kind of most of the lights were off but i was actually like walking out into sort of like the kids adventure zone like water thing and it was like some families like right in the distance and i was like oh fuck i'm sort of like charging around naked so 
I ran ran back into the lift and went back down and it was very clearly marked where I was supposed to be going but yeah that was my first uh, yeah I was... <laughs> anyway it was uh it was a, a steep learning curve on on onsen etiquette but um yeah this was one of the ones where you wear bathing suits so you know still a good date it was a great date wait are you talking about your date are you talking about Rio and uh and Hannah's date well my it wasn't really a date because you kind of just get split up like it's always I thought it was an interesting when they suggested it, I thought hang on that's a weird date like, it always sounds nice you want to go to onsen but you can't hang out with the person that you're with unless you get a private bath yeah and the private baths you can only really do that in like hotels and like it, there's always that awkwardness like when I went with my ex-boyfriend there's and then there's always that in-running joke isn't it that white guys can't last as long as like someone that's Asian in those hot baths right because they're not used to it and men in general don't really like long baths as like women can I think that there's it's a temperature thing in the way that men like a cooler bed whereas women like a warmer warmer bed you know I remember there was that weird thing of I'm like, oh, don't know how long he's going to want to be in the onsen. So you go there and then there's obviously that area where you can sit and read and chill with the massage chairs and have beer. But I just remember thinking for ages, like just getting angsty, thinking, do you think he made it past 30 minutes? Do you think he's just waiting for me? Do you think he's not? And I was never relaxing. And when I finally came out, he was nowhere to be seen. So I started thinking, oh, God, he's he's had he's. He's gotten dizzy, isn't he? And he's like fallen over and hit his head. No, he came out like 20 minutes after and he was bright red like a tomato. The first the first thing I did when I got into it, like an onsen, like a, a proper one, like outdoors one in Hakone. And yeah, I just like was it's kind of like a bit just a bit out of my comfort zone. So just went to the first bath and just sat in just to act as cool and as chill as possible. But then like this just happened to be the one that was the hottest one and things. So I was just like sat there, like all these Japanese people looking at me like you probably don't want to sit down there, mate. And I'm just like, right, I'm just cool. I'm sitting down. And I was like, fuck, 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 burning my nuts off and then like trying to like, get out as quickly as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the male ego at its best in an onsen. <laughs> top tips. Give it a little test with a hand before you go in. That's my, uh, that's my top tip. <laughs> You're so cute. But thank you. Anyway, so their date went a little better than that. They went in the... Uh, oh, here's one of my favourite bits of the episode. <laughs> I just like... You know when they went on the, uh, on, what was it? Uh, the, the yeah. Bronco ride or whatever? Yeah, like, uh, like at the end of it, Hannah just face plants and smashes her head into the, into the water, and just as they cut it, there's like a little Japanese kid that's laughing yeah. his head off at the fact that it's happening. He's just got such a good laugh. I was just like, yes, mate. I was just like, I really, I really enjoyed his enthusiasm for having a joke. But do you think that was a private? Like, obviously, in certain times, like restaurants or whatever, they close it off, you know, because of this filming. But mm. do you think those boys were legitimately there, or even Terrace House Netflix, they put them there for the for the vibe? I don't know. That actually seemed pretty public. And if you've ever worked with anyone who's a videographer or you know does any filming or just location work here, they'll tell you it's so difficult to get like releases and permits, especially in sort of like public areas. But that looked pretty legit, so I don't know if they just... I'm not sure, I really don't know, but it looked like they had sort of proper general public charging around, so um, I'm not sure how they did it. That was probably my favourite day ever. Your favourite day favorite ever? Favourite day ever, yeah, from all the Terrace House ones that I can remember. 
I'm trying to think of a better. I day. mean, I, I I did like the Konyaku Park of the Karuizawa when they went to the Konyaku Park. Noah and um, Yui. Yui, ah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, is it the best date? I don't know, but it, that was that was super. That was really pleasant, and you could see their sort of relationship growing, and like her becoming more confident, him becoming more down to earth. And then even afterwards, it seemed like they sort of they'd already had their in jokes about doing the sort of like grappling joke thing. Hmm, it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good for those guys. Yeah, I like it, but it de- it depends. We don't know what's coming. Hannah could prove to be like it could be disastrous, and Rio doesn't look like the kind of guy that would take any bullshit. So she, we never know what's going to happen in the next episode. But wow, for sure. So after all that pleasantness, we had a kind of interesting scene at the end with Emiko and Hannah chatting, and yeah, for me, yeah, it felt pretty unfair. Like having Emiko, you know, Hannah being so strong the whole episode and being really pleasant, she just seemed like she'd almost like got drunk on confidence, and her sort of response to uh, Emiko opening up and apologising and just trying to sort of voice her opinion really, uh, Hannah sort of shut it down and was kind of saying well you may think that way but this isn't how it looks and this is the because it's because it's interpreted that way that might be the way it is it sort of felt mm. she was being a bit unfair but i also think time and a place right i don't understand what emiko's urgency was to get hannah up in that room and then having that conversation i mean it was quite late i just didn't really understand the urgency of that happening then mm. when she's just had a really nice date with rio you know mm. But yeah, I thought it was really mature of Emiko to apologise and then it was really nice. But I think Hannah turned it around afterwards when she said, I'm really sorry if my inexperience um, has given me the wrong impression. But I guess if you saw it in a different way, you would almost think that maybe Hannah was making a dig and almost suggesting that Emiko's a slut. That's how I read it. That's how I read it. I'm on Emiko's camp, to be honest, with the way that she said... I don't really understand why, like, I have to be a certain way with a guy or a girl. Like, I love, I know men are men, but I have male relationships where it could just easily be a girl, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the idea that Hannah puts forward that you can't be friends with the opposite sex, which is broadly what she's saying. No, I think she's saying about the sleeping next to them, watching a rom-com. I think that's what she's talking about, doing couple stuff. Yeah, but I just think, like that's bullshit like yeah i think you know fr- friendships are broad church isn't it so like i don't know i just think her her like her impression of like what friendship is or what relationships feel a bit sort of like boxed in i, yeah. don't, I don't really agree with her on that i don't agree with that. and i can't even believe it the when i was watching the credits is hannah's actually older than emiko and all this whole time emiko's been giving off this very precocious older woman vibe and Hannah's actually the oldest. How old is Emiko then? Emiko's 21. Oh, right. And Hannah's 22. Yeah, she's a bit saucy. Yeah. So that didn't escalate. But, geez, at the end when she was like, can you please come to the room? Do you think she was calling up Rio? That's what that's what they want you to think. So who is she calling up? It's Noah. <laughs> no, she can't. It has to be someone in the house. Would it be Haruka? Tokui? No. It has to be someone in the house. <laughs> All right, so it's blatantly Rio, unless they're really throwing a curveball. No, ball. do you think it was really Rio? Why would that conversation lead her to talk to Rio? 
because maybe she's reading between the lines that obviously Emiko is into, you know, she's done the whole, I'm going to wear your t-shirt thing. She's like made her play for Rio and she's like, okay, now, now Hannah can make her play in terms of like, I think Emiko is getting a bit like into you. She's just done this. She's having a go at me. Maybe she's calling Ruka and being like, FYI, if you think Emiko likes you, no, you're just a friend, mate. Mm. She's blatantly calling Rio if she's in, if she's in the house. If she's not, do you think so? How much do you want to do? You want to put some money on it? We haven't done a bet but for a while. But he said no, he wouldn't because he said he was going to bed. He left way earlier than everyone. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you call though? That's so weird that you would call. Like if if I if you were saying you're going to bed, I would text and be like, "Hey, are you up?" I like it. It's the new confident Hannah. But it's way too confident. It's overly confident. Going from oh, I'm so shy. She was too confident with Emiko as well. Yeah, being like, oh, I'm so shy, I'm so shy, to now being like, yo, can you come up? That's the perfect, like, uh, metaphor for her progression. She's gone from text to call. Was she playing us the whole time? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, you're making... Oh, God. We'll see see what happens. Oh, it's going to be a Risico thing again, isn't it? The four from Grace. (laughs) Um... Okay, talk to me. Who's who's your pick and who's your dick? I want to say you're gonna really think it's unfair because Hannah was brilliant, but I just I think I might have to say Pepe because <laughs> <laughs> no, I just why do I even bother asking you? I okay, just genuine like Hannah because. I was going to say Hannah the whole time, but then I just don't like, I don't like the last scene. It just gives me a really bad, ominous feeling. But with Pepe, I just loved it when, like, the whole hair extensions was happening. And then he's obviously quietly in the distance, right? Because when they, when he goes to bed, he's like, Buonanotte, like that. And it's like, oh, Pepe was there the whole time. Um, He's really focused and diligent and just loved it when he was like, oh, do you want a drink? A Negroni and... And then he was looking at Hannah as well. I mean, oh man, like, and you know that I love Aperol spritzes and you know that I love Negronis, right? Mm. I love it. I just felt like he was making a drink for me. <laughs> but it's just, there's something that I just like his vibe. He's a nice chap, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sorry, but sometimes you can be a pick not just because that you were like the most showy person, sometimes you can be. There is um, power in silence and pouring drinks that are my favourite. That's very Japanese of you. The power yeah. of silence. That's me, yeah. So that's my pick. What about you? I'm going I'm going both. I'm going... Hannah is my pick and Dick. I think her, her rise and transformation was amazing to watch and she was great in some of those scenes, but I think the last scene just felt a little bit... Yeah, a little bit harsh and unnecessary, so... She's a bit like Super Amai, as Rio would say. So what's it was like? Us. The Super Amai. She was a little bit sweet and sour. Uh, like was... Does he? Does he? Does he do that? Super Amai. Does he merge those two? He said when he was talking about the tea. He said Super Amai. <laughs> or maybe not. So yeah, I think she's she's both basically. Oh, I should have said Rio actually. I should have said Rio for my pick because he was good, and it was really cute. Because I'm not gonna lie, he does seem a bit like a player, right? 
some men just get so typecasted into the player type, but they're not really, you know. And then to hear his backstory of couldn't even hold hands with someone, that was kind of cute, wasn't it? That's such a player thing to say, though. Is it really? It is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, my god! Yeah, I use gosh. that line all the time. <laughs> no, but it is, isn't it? Do you think that they just know to say that? Mm. It, you know how weird it was as well, randomly, when Emiko was like, yeah, I was hanging out with a mate that got cheated on, like, just the randomest thing, right, to say. Mm. Wasn't it so random? And then we always like, oh, God, no, I'm the kind of guy that you could trust me. I'd just give him a phone. Like... Yeah, fuck that. Would you ever do that? What you what what you have to hide? Who me? Mm, yeah, shit. That was a bit keen. Let's edit this out. <laughs> so the, the thing is, I have I, I have a I have a password on my phone, but that's because like if I ever lose my phone, I don't want anyone to have access to it, right? And more and more, there's that finger touch thing, right? So you won't be able to get into it. But I find it comforting um, in relationships when. I mean, there's a lot of people who have, like, the snooze notifications on these days, right? They do. So you don't get to see any notifications. But it is always so comforting to know when someone can sleep next to you and have their phone just out there. And in the morning, it's like, oh, can you switch my alarm off sort of thing? And then you see their phone and you're like, oh, like, there's something nice about it. And you find out they're not a bastard because they don't have a load of messages on their phone. Yeah, there's just, an op- I'm open about my phone. Mm. But yeah, that was a random, random thing to put in there, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we'll see. He seems like he does seem like a from initially seemed like a lot like a player. He seems a lot less. Hopefully, we won't be burnt. But it's Rio was the one that did say, "Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen you guys sleeping together." Yeah, he did say that, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Which is weird as well. It's like, why would Emiko have a problem with Hannah bringing that up when it's like? I kind of do see Hannah's point of view where it's like you can't you can't be so upset about someone interpreting something when it could easily like there should be more of an understanding of oh I can totally see why you might think that I like him. I think that's a fair thing that she said. It's like you know you the, you can't get so defensive or upset that I thought that you and Ruka had a thing when you guys aren't doing anything to otherwise, you know? I wonder if what Hannah was referring to is the idea that as characters within a reality TV show, you don't have full control over the narrative that you are exist within. The idea that people are going to think about you one way, whether you like it or not. She might be sort of mm. speaking more broadly than within their relationship and the idea that almost giving her a smart bit of advice, even if it was delivered a little bit harshly after a few Negronis, and saying, you know what, despite what's going on, that might be interpreted in a very different way. No matter how careful you are acting off camera, it's still going to be edited in a particular way. So that could be one interpretation of it. I agree. All right. So who's our... Who, so my dick, I've got to say who my dick is, right? I think my dick is Emiko. Mm, tough week for Emiko. Yeah, even though I really like her. Oh, she's not my dick. Oh, come on. R- Ruka's my dick because he wasn't even around. Hey, oh. It's easy. It's easy. He's not my dick because he wasn't around. <laughs> no, he's he's my dick. Oh, oh, Ruka is It's so cute how he was... They started talking about how beautiful he is. It's so nice. Yeah. Everyone, everyone is so nice about everyone, you know. Oh, I just like it. I don't want it to stop. 
We've got a long way to go, don't worry about that. Yeah. Alright, two things before we go. Yeah. First, who the fuck was doing the lighting in the studio? Like, whoever was doing the lighting in the studio is definitely been fired. It was so bad. Like, if you looked at each of the, um, you know, Yamachan and all the other sort of uh, hosts, they were so washed out or looking really jaundiced. Like, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it was just night and day compared to what what's normally happening it was do you not notice that you're, you're frowning i didn't notice that but maybe it's as i said it's it's the beginning of the in they know that Takui's is going so they're trying to shed more light <laughs> <laughs> nice oh all right the other thing i wanted to say was i don't know if you've listened to this but i just listened to the podcast the terrace house mafia latest podcast which they had a interview with angie yayama who is the translator for terrace house uh does the japanese to english subtitles and they're always they've always got like a real wealth of just like interesting current uh like sort of really rich words like i just remember like when i saw they were talking about ghosting and things like that i just think she does a really nice job I've always been interested about who does it, but it turns out it's this uh, woman, Angie Yayama. But not only does she do a great job, she just sounds like a wonderful person as well. And just listening to her speak to the guys on the Terrace House Mafia podcast and just explain her choices around different, uh, not just transliterating, but just sort of just understanding what a character might be wanting to say and then just trying to sort of interpret how that might be done within the English language in a contemporary English language, uh, just, it's, just, it's just really interesting to hear her talk about her decision process. So, yeah, massively, I'd, I'd recommend everyone to listen to that. So check it out. I need to listen to that. I need to listen to that. Yeah, she sounds and, oh my... amazing. So <gasps> I've just Googled her. She seems lovely. Have you Googled her? No, she hot because her voice is insane. Yeah, she's, she's, is she? I don't know what mix she is. Like, is she, wow, like. I almost don't want to Google her just because I, I already fancy her so much, but I haven't She's, even seen her face. Oh, maybe. Uh, okay, Masumi, it has been a pleasure as always, and yes. I hope you feel better soon. I shall, I shall, I shall. Okay, well, thanks so much for everyone that's been getting in touch over the last week. We really appreciate it. You can get in touch with us on Terrace House Tico on Instagram and twitter and if you want to email in it's terracehousetico at gmail.com so uh, please get in touch any sort of uh, interesting theories questions anything you want to send us please we'd love to hear from you so yeah thank you bye lots of love all right bye 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 dreams <laughs>